Well, hello there and welcome back to the show. You know, my kiddos read me like a book. No joke. I don't even have to say a word. Sometimes I even think my youngest can read my thoughts and that is terrifying. Now they keep me on my toes. That's for sure. A constant reminder to consider how I'm showing up and how I want them to experience me. Now, during this episode, Holly Blanc Moses interviews me on the Autism ADHD podcast about showing up as the mom you want your kids to see because they are learning how to navigate life by watching us. Holly and I had a great time recording this raw and real conversation, and we laughed a lot too. We talk about being human and the mistakes we've made. We talked about parenting stress, especially in a neurodivergent household self-care posing and what that means, emotional regulation for our kids and ourselves, understanding limits, and knowing that you are not alone. Now, Holly Blanc Moses is a licensed mental health therapist with over 23 years of experience supporting children with ADHD, autism, and anxiety and their families. She provides clinical services, consultations, coaching, and online courses on challenging behavior and social skills. Holly is also a celebrated speaker and the host of the Autism ADHD podcast and Autism ADHD TV on YouTube. Most importantly, Holly is the mother of two neurodiverse children, the mom psychologist who gets it. And she really, really does. Now, before we dig in, I wanted to share a word from our sponsor. We know that our kids are watching us, but we're also prone to big emotions as moms with ADHD. And that's why I depend on experts like nervous system educator, Krista Bevan. Krista has created a truly brilliant course to help moms like me and you regulate our nervous systems that tend to run on overdrive with ADHD. Now, if you know that you need some help in the emotional regulation area and executive function that is often challenging for ADHDers, check out her foundations course. It's designed for what she calls cycle breaker moms, but the content is brilliant for ADHD moms too. It has honestly been a game changer in my own life. I'm a course participant and I really love the way Krista teaches in a way that my ADHD mind can understand, along with easy steps to implement what I'm learning into my everyday life. You can find all the deets at bit.ly forward slash VDM dash radical mother dash foundations, or you can find the link in the show notes. And just so you know, I only recommend and allow sponsors that I have personal experience with and Krista and her courses are the real deal. So check out the course and enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Welcome to the Autism ADHD Podcast. I am so happy that you joined me today. I want to take a moment and ask for your help. Please take just a second and give the podcast a five-star review. This will help me continue the podcast and keep bringing you helpful information. Thanks so much again for taking the time to give that five-star review. Now let's get started. 
Welcome, Tracy, to the Autism ADHD Podcast and Autism ADHD TV. Holly, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I have been looking forward to today, and I know that my watchers and listeners are going to absolutely love this. But before we jump in, I'm going to introduce you really quick. Perfect. So Tracy Nolan Bierman is a certified life mastery consultant who helps ADHD moms with ADHD adolescents manage overwhelm so they can stay focused on being the mom they want their kids to see even if they have a million other things calling for their attention and their beautiful, unique mind. She has combined her unique experiences as an ADHD mom with ADHD teens, as a formal preschool teacher, two decades of mind-body exploration and almost 30 years in the yoga mat to support moms worldwide through her powerful courses, programs, and the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast, which I love. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So we are going to talk about your child is watching you. And for those who have seen that title and think, what on earth is this? <laughs> Holly, right. Holly and Tracy. What She's lost it. At? They've lost it. They have lost <laughs> it. So, so really your child is watching you. They are. Yeah. It's creepy. <laughs> so they are watching you all of the time. They see right how you're reacting. They see your face. They pick up on your, how you're feeling. I mean, all of this is important to pay attention to. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they are on the outside. We can be smiley doing the mom thing. If we're a mess on the inside, they can feel it. Yikes. (laughs) They are, they're watching always. They are always watching. Yeah. And that can feel pretty overwhelming. I know I I get overwhelmed just thinking about that right. because we are all human. Okay. There's no step for moms here. Right. For those of you who are old like me, who know what that means. <laughs> I, do, I do know the step for moms. Oh, hey, <laughs> very good. So the step for mom is this like perfect mom who does all the baking and says all the right things and has these perfectly behaved kids and, and they're like robots. Right. Essentially. Right. So we are not robots. We are human. We have all the human experiences that come with that. And when you have children who are differently wired, they have their own experiences and big emotions. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. And so do I as an ADHD mom. <laughs> ADHD right? moms do too. So put those two together and it's, it's, it's an interesting household. It really is. And I think, I mean, ADHD is, as we know, very genetic, right? Right. And so oftentimes parents are, you know, either maybe they haven't even been diagnosed, but they know that they have kind of the same characteristics as their children or remember kind of similar things maybe in their own childhood and they may have ADHD too. So I'm so thrilled that you are going to be sharing your experience. So what would you tell parents? And this kind of goes for teachers and other professionals too, right? Yeah. Like they are watching us all the time. So right. what, what can we do to be better? <laughs> right? Yeah. So this took me decades to learn, right? And it wasn't until I had my children that I got the, I call it the cosmic two by four, the, Hey, pay attention. Now that you have kids, your kids are watching you. And it was devastating to, to see 
and I'll just give you a little, little backstory about how, how I, I already knew this, Holly, right? I knew this because I was a teacher. I was a preschool teacher. So I knew when I, when I was able to check myself before I walked into the door, in the door to my classroom, and it took me years to get to that point, check myself, take a breath, kind of transition from, you know, from the commute to being a teacher. We all had a much better day. If I came in frantic, it would, it was chaos. Right. So when my son was about three years old, I, my daughter was 18 months at the, at the time, I noticed some concerning behavior, pessimism and negativity and self-loathing in a three-year-old that got my attention. And that was devastating, was more devastating. I didn't realize it right away at first, you know, okay, what's wrong with him? Something's wrong with him. I've got to take, and, and he, you know, we, he had an OT and a therapist and, and so he, he's neurodivergent, right? So he did, we did have some things we needed to work on, but I realized that he was getting it from me, right? He was, I was a mess. I was, um, my ADHD was in overdrive with two kids under three and, I, on the outside, like I said earlier, on the outside, I was happy. I was doing all the mom things. I was smiley, you know, I was his mom. And, but on the inside, I was a hot mess and he was feeling all of it. So I got busy. I started pulling apart my life bit by bit and, and inspecting, you know, what, what I needed to let go of. But then it's kind of like when you clean out a closet and everything's out, my whole life is out and exposed. I've moved everybody's cheese, my marriage, my friends, a family, and I didn't know what to do next. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm on my knees. Like, what do I do? What do, what do I do next? Right around that time, I learned what I, what I call living a vision driven life which is Holly, it's a moving toward what you want and how you want to be rather than pushing against what you don't want. It's a completely different way of living than we are taught. But now, so I live my life based on what I want. How do I want my kids to view me? How do I want them to experience me? And I, and I do that with what I call a life vision. So, and I start with health and well-being, the health of four pillars of health and well-being. That's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, deciding what do I want? How do I want my kids to experience me? Now, of course, they're going to have their own experience, right? I mean, we can't determine what they will experience, but we can be what they what we want them to see. And that means doing what I call, for one thing, self-care. And I know it's like... <sighs> It's kind of a buzzword that people are like, la, 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 la at this point, but it's true, right? I and mean, it, Tracy, we know gonna, this. I am guilty because I'll talk about self-care and I can be such a self-care poser. Okay. I get it. And me too. And yeah. this is what I teach. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, we know the importance of it, but you know what? I think that that's okay because we also know it's not easy and we right. can say that. We right. can say this is important, but we're not going to say it's easy. We're not saying that it has to be this grand gesture for yourself. I mean, yeah. it is even acknowledging the importance of it for some parents is a huge win. It is. in in the noticing, so, and for me, and I don't know about you, everybody has their own way of noticing. When I hear myself talking and I don't recognize who's talking, I'm way over, like I've, the scales are tipped. I am I, like, I, I'm going to have to catch up to get back to 
back to balance, right? When I, when I hear myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, or I find myself doing a whole lot of reacting and uh, repairing. When I find myself doing a lot of repairing, I'm like, oh, that's too far, right? And you just learn yourself. I know for myself before the pandemic, I learned that I needed to like leave the house, right? For sometimes 24 hours, sometimes 48 hours. I know we can't all do that. And sometimes it's in little bits, you know, it's in like, what can I do for 10 minutes? I can lock myself in the bathroom, right? I can do some breathing. I can do some meditating. I can, you know, write in a journal, whatever. But I learned about myself that I needed to get away from my family for at least 24 hours. And I needed to do it at least a couple times a year. I needed to do it before I got to that point where I was yelling and I was reacting. So it's kind of, it's what we can do for ourselves is notice first. We have to be able to notice like, oh, I'm doing a lot of yelling. Oh, I'm doing a lot of apologizing. I'm way over my limit. And then when you're, it's all self-awareness, Holly. It's, and this is what we teach our kids, right? We, you teach, you teach your kids, the kids that you work with self-awareness. When you feel this, then, you know, but you can't, they can't do anything about it unless they are, they're aware of it. So self-awareness would be number one. Self-awareness is hard. It is. Right. And I practice that every day with my patients. And so we have to understand too, as parents and professionals, we're asking neurodivergent kids to do this right really hard skill and oftentimes we struggle with it ourselves so i always think it's a really exciting opportunity for parents kids families and really a nice reminder for me and when you were saying no, not only notice because that's a really big one so celebrate mm-hmm. that if you're I mean start. that's number 1 like you can't change anything unless you notice no right? and celebrate that right like when you yeah. check in with yourself and i talk about that too i talk a lot about responsive parenting mm-hmm. and checking in with yourself because if you don't like you said you might yell a hundred times before you were like i've been yelling a lot Right. You know, and that doesn't really support the relationship you want. You know, you don't want your kids to see you that way. You don't want them to feel that way. And it really doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, I love that you're talking about that. So when we say self-care, take a breath. We're not talking about going to an amazing spa weekend. No, that is not it. Yeah, it's not it. It's first just notice. Mm -hmm. Just Just noticing. And I, I talk about what I call vibe care. It's the most important and overlooked aspect of self-care as far as I'm concerned, right? When we think of self-care, we often think of the body, right? We think of, I don't know, pampering ourselves. Like you, like you said, going to the spa, but vibe care is checking in with how you're feeling right throughout the day. And it's a practice. It's like with anything, the more we practice, the better we get. But like I mentioned, when I was teaching before I would walk in that door, put my hand, my hand on the doorknob and okay, I'm transitioning, checking in with myself. Am I letting the, the commute, leave the commute behind? And now I'm going forward. This is how I want my day to be. Right. But, but it's the, it's the practice of in setting notifications on my phone for, okay, stop. And I've also, you know, when I go to pick up my kids, sit in my car, take a couple of breaths, do, you know, check in with myself, where am I? 
And, um, and then, and, and sometimes we can't change, you know, sometimes we're, we're amped up for one reason or another, but again, it's the noticing like, yes, I noticed that I'm amped up and then you get to make choices from there. And the way that I, that the vibe care works is this, the way that I teach it anyway, is that you're checking in and you're, you're seeing how you feel, right? How does it feel? Because you know, emotions feel different in your body right? The lower, I, I talk about lower frequency and higher frequency emotions. It's the way you feel when you're feeling a low emotion or low, low frequency emotion, like uh, grief or fear or hopelessness. Like when you're down there for me, I feel like almost clenched. You know, I almost feel like my, like I'm almost protecting my, uh, my center, like going fetal, my gaze goes down, but I can feel in my body kind of like contraction when I'm feeling in a, the other end is that the higher emotions like gratitude and joy and, um, and up there. Now we're never going to go from, from, you know, anger to joy, not possible, but we can little by little. Okay. What, what would be the next higher feeling? If I was feeling this, how would I be feeling in my body and kind of in putting it on and it's practice. Does that make sense? So when you're feeling, when you're, when you're having a high frequency emotion, you feel like, I feel like shoulders back, like my gaze almost goes, uh, goes up and I feel expansive in the heart space. Does that make sense, Holly? It makes total sense. Yeah. And, you know, like you were saying, kind of transitioning and figuring out like how to do it. Like you said, you, you did a lot of work on not only noticing, but what worked for you. Right. So when I did a check-in last night, I was feeling really exhausted and overwhelmed, this super long 13 hour work day. Mm. And I got home, the boys wanted to go grab something to eat. Okay, let's go ahead. So tired. Can't even see straight. I'm like, we're just going to have to have a dance party right now in this kitchen. Love that. Love that. Like we're just going to have to rock out Right. To some dancing, some Mm eighties and then, you know, rocked it out with my 12 year old. And then we were able to kind of transition more into sort of bedtime. So I think being, you know, again, like you said, more aware, this is something that I definitely want to get better at because I think it is so important. So everyone listening and watching Tracy and I are not levitating here. Like we're no, not, we are not perfect. We are not at like all. we do not have some <laughs> kind of special, you know, gift in this area. It is about paying attention and practicing and really just kind of being honest with yourself. And what I love about that when we're talking about our kids are watching us, mm-hmm. they get to see us notice. This is it. This is it, right? That's exactly it, Holly. When we are noticing and when we are changing rather than staying there. Now, you know, who knows? I mean, my kids are in middle school. It may be they're in college before I get to see that they're actually, oh, they were paying attention. But what we do know is that they're watching always, you know, maybe they'll put it into practice. Maybe they won't, but we also, we don't want that, that angsty vibe in our homes. You know, it's no good for anybody. Yeah. And it really, it really can be hard because we want our homes to be this sort of safe place. Not, oh, I'd rather be anywhere right. but home. And sometimes we can feel that way. So I want to normalize that too. But what's neat about it is when you start to talk out loud about, you know, I'm really noticing that I'm starting to get 
upset. Right. And then being able to have your, the, your kids notice that too. That's very cool. Yeah. From my soon to be 18 year old, he's autistic and has a, a severe ADHD. He was getting really annoyed with my husband at dinner the other day. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm getting really annoyed right now. I need to step away. I'm going to walk into the room. I need a break. He's been watching, Holly. You do it. (laughs) Right. Because that was awesome. Right. You know, and and so really being able to talk, don't be afraid. Because we've been taught, like you said, we've been taught pretend you're fine. Yep. Put everyone before you. Don't notice anything that's happening for you. If you do notice, act like you're fine anyway. Right. Right. You're selfish if you if you notice and take care of yourself. You don't talk about those things out loud. Mm -hmm. So we don't want that for our kids. We don't want it for us. It's not okay. Right, right. Well, and then for, you know, it took decades for me to get to this place. And again, like you said, not perfect. That pandemic, that brought brought in so many more, I call them learning opportunities. So many. (laughs) To practice what I teach right? Uh, the whole other conversation. But yeah, the noticing first. And, and here's another thing, Holly, and this is something that, and this is this goes along with my ADHD is I, I tend to be very on the serious side. I love to have fun and I love to laugh and, you know, but I tend to be more on the, like a little more in my head. So I have to bring myself more like out of my head and into my body, out of my head and into my body. And one thing that I know about myself that I need more of is little joys, right? Little Mm -hmm. things I need to, and we all do as moms, as parents, we all need to be bringing those and teachers and, and uh, therapists, like we all need to be bringing little joys and little, little things. Like I have chickens, we got COVID chickens. I can see them out. Everybody got a COVID dog or COVID chicken. COVID chickens, right? I mean, and I can, and they make me laugh. They're like little old ladies, and they make me laugh. Little joy. I can go out to the to the coop, and I can see my chickens, or, or I don't know, a funny little. We love the Holderness family, right? So we love we love the Holderness family videos. I love Jimmy Fallon, like little things. But we again, it's all practicing. It doesn't necessarily come, I kind of have the OCD aspect of ADHD, like it helps me to keep my stuff together, (laughs) keeping, you know, keeping everything in line. So it's, it's, I'm having to continually remind myself, oh, little joys, but we can do that. Right. And, and that, that's an, an, another practice, but another way that we can show our kids that being a mom or being a parent doesn't have to be all about the chores and the parenting and the, that we, they, they need to be able to see us because they're watching. They're watching everything that they're learning how to navigate life. Right. So if they're, if they're seeing us bringing in little joys into their lives, they're going to have a little bit of experience or background with that. And again, we might not see that until they're in college, right? We might not, but, or we could see it at the dinner table, like you saw with your son. That's fantastic. I was impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. You've done good. <laughs> it was a great moment. We yes. All- <laughs> it was a little, we all had our, like, yes. our moments. That's right. one, when you were saying joy too, like it's important to hang on to those moments yeah. because those moments 
carry me through really tough times. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, that's another thing is that paying attention and, and remembering sometimes it's hard to remember when things are very, very tough. Right. Okay. So self-care, what's your, what's your next tip? So the self-care, the little joys, definitely bringing Mm -hmm. in the little joys practices, Holly, the practices, the more that, so I'll abbreviate this, abbreviate the story, but Years ago, I had been in the practice of, in a, had a gratitude practice, right? Three things every day I was, I, I was in the practice. I got in a car accident, totaled my car. We were lucky to be alive, mm. but I was able to find the good in, you know, insurance and the whole thing. And thankfully my kids were home in bed, but I was able to bring that gratitude practice in and find the the things to be grateful in that moment, in that experience, because I had been practicing. So when people say, oh, just breathe, it's hard to just breathe if you haven't been practicing breathing, right? If you're, you know, if you, if you say to a child, you know, that, okay, so just breathe now, and this is going to help get you through, you know, calm you down. It's not that easy. It's like with anything. It's like like um, like uh, working a muscle. So I bought this the uh, the five minute journal hmm. that has been fantastic for me. Like I'm I'm learning with my ADHD that I at this point in my motherhood and my life I need physical things to help me. A physical a book. I'm I'm doing this uh, biofeedback right now. It's an app that I love. So it's helping me to breathe and it gives me little rewards and it gives me feedback. So it's, it feeds my ADHD mind like, Oh, I've got to do my biofeedback. Right. So now that I'm doing that practice, I've brought in the gratitude journal and I've brought in some of the things that tend to fall off. Does that make sense? Like I haven't, I have kind of like an anchor, something that I really look forward to that I do in the morning, in the evening, or not always, (laughs) but definitely in the evening. Um, but no, I help anchor me, you know, and I, I love that you're saying that because people that are watching and listening right now, maybe thinking Tracy, really, you're going to give me one more thing to do. I'm barely hanging on here. And what I like about what you're saying is this isn't about go do one more thing. This is no. noticing what you need and how you need it. Because I've been talking to myself about going for a walk before I get my oldest up because he has to get up first. He's in high school. So his high school starts earlier and I've never done it. (laughs) I talk about it, but I've never done it, but I'm not going to beat myself up over it. Right. Right. So this is, this is finding what works for you. But I love the biofeedback too, because you're really understanding how you're feeling in that moment and being in touch with your brain and your body, which yeah. I think is very, very cool. And again, like practice. you were saying, it's a five minute journal. Some people think, right. you know, five minutes is impossible, but it's amazing how you can carve that out. But so it, it has prompts. Decide, it tells you exactly what to do. So you don't even yep. have to think about it. You just do it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It, these things are just brand new for me because I, I've been, I've been on the yoga mat for, like I said, 30 years at this point, right? So meditation, mindfulness, yoga, it, that's all, but I'm in a different place with, you know, man, parenting neurodivergent teens when you have ADHD. Wow. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. when I had toddlers and it was physical, this is mental, emotional. I need those physical things, you know? And, and, um, another thing you were talking about the walk, I love a Fitbit because it gives me a little celebration on my arm when I have reached my goal, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's helpful. Those little things and those little, that's, those are little shots of, of dopamine too. The when joy. you're like, yay, yay. The joy, right? <laughs> And yes. so I, I like that you're saying that because again, it doesn't look the same for everyone. Right. If your initial thought is there's no way I can do that. That's one more thing. That's okay. Yeah. Just notice that thought. Right. right? Like just, that's just okay. No, like and, yeah, just noticing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. And exactly. I, keep, I keep a basket on my night table. It has my, my little neurofeedback sensor. It's got my gratitude. So it's right there. I don't have to. And, it, and I'm playing a little game with myself. So, and it's not you, you do you, you find what works for you. But like I was saying, the more that we practice, the better we get, right? Absolutely. And our kids are watching, right? So if we want they our are. kids to breathe, we need to be breathing. This is kind of a funny side note, but when my kids were, um, were real little, I had, I set, uh, I set, I think I set like 10 times a day to start, stop and start breathing. And my kids at, at one point, Oh, mom's breathing again. <laughs> Stop breathing, mom. Like, okay. All right. I got to back off a little bit. You know what is so fantastic? I have what? a reminder on my phone to breathe. You do? Like literally it says breathe, Holly. Right. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That was mine. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah. Because I'll tell you the kids that come in to see me, I see more complicated kids. Right. And they literally are breathing to live. Right. And breathing I mean, for like barely breathing. Right. And right. oftentimes when parents come in and these parents are fantastic. I mean, I, I work with the most amazing families and they're barely breathing. Right. Right. So we, so it, you know, when you're kind of in this survival mode mm-hmm. all of the time, it can really, it can really chip away, yeah. you know, at everything. Right. Right. And when, when sometimes when we say breathe, like I've tried breathing, it doesn't work. Right. You know, I've tried self-care. It doesn't work. So just notice those thoughts that are coming up. Don't fight it. Just notice it because you've got to breathe anyway. You might as well do it in a way that maybe is, is better for your mental and physical health. That's how I think about it. You got to do it anyway. Right. Right. You know, let's make it count. And it's amazing what, how can that, how that can reset you, how you can then notice your body more when you're breathing intentionally, how, you know, it's hard to be really anxious because you're not breathing quickly. Your heart rate can slow down. I mean, breathing is a beautiful thing. And again, we got to do it anyway. Right. Right. We have, so we might as well do it now when we remember, or when we set a timer for it, you can also just sigh every once in a while, like a, Ah, right. I mean, we all can do that. It doesn't take five minutes. <laughs> you know? So true. Just like a, a reminder. And so, so we talked about the self-care, whatever that looks like for you, a cup of coffee, right? A cup of coffee in by yourself for just a moment, whatever it is, the shower. I love this. Sh- the shower is an amazing sensory experience, right? Just taking a little extra, you know what I started doing too, Holly is, um, is for my ADHD and the, the, uh, the sensory input is pushing against the shower wall. Oh, nice. Just to get that, that resistance. Anyway, that's a side note. So we talked about the self-care, the, uh, practices, and also this is what got me in action. 
if I can't do this for my, for myself, I'm absolutely going to do it for my kids because my kids need me. They need the best of me. And, and, and I'm not saying, you know, when I say that, and when I say, you know, when we talk about your child is watching, it's, there's no guilt. There's no judgment here whatsoever. Right. Cause I fly off the handle too sometimes. Oh, in this but, podcast, there's a no judgment. Right. I mean, For we sure. can't, well, like you said, we are human. We are not Stepford wives. We are human and humans mm-hmm. uh, make mistakes. But the cool thing is, and w- you were talking about the, uh, like what your son did at the, at the, at the table, which I love, they can also see us making repairs. So if we do make a mistake and we go back later and we say, look, I really handled that wrong or whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't even have to be, you know, my, my daughter had a situation where I said, you don't have to say you're sorry, but you do need to make some kind of repair with that person. Like you, if you don't, if you're not feeling sorry, don't say I'm sorry, but, but having your kids allowing your kids to see you being human and going back and making a repair, I think is huge too. I do too. And I am, was hoping we were going to chat about that because we are human. We are flawed. Yes. And we live, and unfortunately, a lot of us live in this societal part where it's like, nope, you, you're not supposed to make mistakes. And if you do, you beat yourself up over it. And, or you act like it's not a big deal, or Mm -hmm. you don't say you're sorry, or if you say you're sorry, you don't repair. And I love that you say, and that's a whole nother topic, but don't say you're sorry if you're not sorry. Yes, exactly. Because that's not, because we're not being authentic. I mean, and our our kids, yeah, our kids need to see us being authentic. If I'm not sorry for something, then I'm not It's a lovely model to say, you know, I, I did, I yelled at you. I was feeling super stressed. I am really sorry. I could have made a better choice. I, I, next time I want to be more aware and calm my brain and body before I respond to you. And they need to see that they need to see that mistakes are okay, that everyone makes them because as even very young kids, you know, we're correcting them and, and all of that, but, but kids, who are neurodiverse are getting more error messages in their environment all the time, right? right? It's like, you did that wrong. Stop doing this. You know, that's annoying or that's bad. It's like, oh my goodness, they are having to deal with this all the time. And And they just have it in their minds too. In addition to the, what they're getting from the outside, they also have this Tilt, you know, a tilted, tilted perspective of themselves. I'm saying that because I get it because that's who I am. Right, exactly. And then they yeah. take it on as in, you know, I'm, I'm inherently bad. Right. I never get anything right. You know, right. and this is, we know these kids are more likely to struggle with anxiety and depression. And so, you know, such a big thing for them right. and a great topic for today. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. But our kids are watching, right? They're always watching. They're learning how to navigate life. That's how they do it. They know they, they, and what is it? That old, that old um, saying that they, kids, kids don't do what you say. They do what you do or something, something along those lines. Like you can say it, you know, you can teach and teach and teach and teach, but unless you are, you know, walking the walk, then, you know, they're going to follow what you're doing and not be authentic. And yeah, exactly. That is so true. Oh, goodness. Okay. 
so many good takeaways from this conversation. And, you know, I really appreciate you joining us to talk about not only these things to take care of ourselves, but recognizing that this is hard. Like we're balancing so many things. Yeah. This is not easy. So professionals out there, oh, we have the best professionals who who, uh, tune in as well, is knowing that like, this is hard. Mm -hmm. This is hard and be mindful of that. Like parents are people too, Right. (laughs) right? And that can be really a big struggle. Like we're trying to do the best we can and, you know, we love our kids so much, but we're not perfect and no one is. And all we can do is the best we can do and forgive yourself, repair, figure out what works for you and do more of that practice. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love, I love that you just said that too, again, about that we're not perfect and that we do need to give ourselves some grace. This is hard, especially right now. Right now feels like the most difficult time to be a parent, to be a teacher, to be a therapist. I mean, (laughs) I don't know about you. This is, this is your area, but to me, it feels like, wow, this is, this is something here. And what I love too, is that you're that saying we're not perfect. So my oldest got really mad at me because I was calling him out on (laughs) something that he had done, which is parents. We have to do sometimes. And he's like, you are not a perfect parent. And I went, you are so right. Right. I am not. I never will be. I never claim to be. I am working on it. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to try to do better, but I am not perfect. Isn't that a beautiful thing for him to yes. see too, right? I am not perfect. And I'm going to claim that. I am going to claim I that he, I am not perfect. I think he was trying to insult me and I'm like, nope, you're right. Right. I totally agree with you. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> It's okay not to be perfect. Right. We're not supposed right. to be. No, you, oh. you, perfect is on social media, right? That is not real. It's not it real. Is not. It is not. So, you know, again, thank you so much. And how do our listeners and watchers find out more about you? Yeah. So um, you can go to Vision Driven Mom is my website, Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast, uh, Vision Driven Mom on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Very good. And I will make sure that all of your links are in the show notes. That way everybody can go right to it and, and get all your good stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks again, Tracy. It was great to see you. Holly, this has been amazing. Thanks again for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any important information. Today's episode is brought to you by the free behavior detective guide. If you are a parent, a teacher, or a therapist, and you support a child who struggles with challenging behavior, you absolutely want to get a hold of this free guide. So take a look in the show notes and click the link and you'll be on your way to getting the free guide in your inbox. Thanks so much. And I look forward to seeing you next time. 
All content provided is protected under applicable copyright, patent, trademark, and other proprietary rights. All content is provided for informational and educational purposes only. No content is intended to be a substitute for professional medical or psychological diagnosis, advice, or treatment. Information provided does not create an agreement for service between Holly Blanc Moses, Crossvine Clinical Group, the interviewee, Holly Blanc Moses, LLC, and the recipient. Consult your physician regarding the applicability of any opinions or recommendations with respect to your symptoms or medical condition or the symptoms or medical condition of your family member. Children or adults who show signs of dangerous behavior toward themselves and or others should be placed immediately under the care of a qualified professional. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.